And all Instagram is, is building no like and trust. Right. If you can make people know you, like you, and trust you, the rest is really just consistency. Welcome to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we are chatting about our journeys from corporate to wellness and everything in between. We are chatting about wicked fearlessness and so much more with Maddie Ciccone. Welcome to the show, Maddie. Thanks for having me, Nicole. And you got my name right, which is so huge because that's so (laughs) rare. So I've been dying to tell you this. I'm actually also Italian. Mm -hmm. So that's why I know how to say it. It's the double C is like a K. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is always always types it C-H. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're going to get that wrong. That's the wrong email. That's going to someone else. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny, too, because I've had like another Italian guest or two before. And they're always bubbly and big personalities just like you. They're kind of like uninhibited. I was even saying, I I know that you're a good fit for Sup Babe because you just like are ready to get weird at the drop of a I love that. No, I I love that. And like I was saying, or I always say, I just, I don't know any other way to be. So (laughs) keep it moving. Okay. So (laughs) let me give a little background so that our ladies know who we have the pleasure of chatting with today. Maddie, you pivoted and you're really owning your purpose. I love that about you. But just so that everybody knows your backstory, guys, Maddie transitioned from working in an advertising agency in LA to eventually becoming a master soul cycle instructor, a personal coach, and obviously a content creator in Boston. I love that your vibe is so positive, bubbly and uplifting, Maddie. I love that you're dedicated to being the best version of yourself and bringing others along with you on that ride, like physically and literally. I'm so all about that same lifestyle. And that's exactly what Sup Babe was born from. So I was wondering, what's it been like for you? Are you going into the studio and teaching? Is is everything over Zoom? Like, give us a scoop. So it's obviously changed a little bit. You know, March 16th in Boston, everything shut down. And so all our studios mm-hmm. were closed and everything remained completely locked up and closed until, and literally until August 6th. On August 6th or 7th, we opened SoulCycle Outdoor Activations. So I've been teaching SoulCycle outside at a couple of our locations here in Boston. Between then, obviously, it was incredibly difficult to pivot and find and really redefine your purpose, right? So I was coming off of this huge high of, you know, getting to where I wanted in my company and feeling like I had just... I was so excited. It's like you get to the top of the hill and you want to just take that breath, that sigh of like, oh, I made it here. Like maybe I can just like cruise for a second. Like I can take my foot off the gas for three seconds since I've been working for so freaking long to get to this like pinnacle point. And within a month, you know, two or three months from that, like high, 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 
everything crashed down. It is so wild that you're saying that because the experience you're describing was my exact same reality. I mean, but honestly, we're both performers. We're just it's different, right? Because you're performing and you're helping people work out. But I'm performing and I'm playing music. And I had the best summer booked with all the campaigns I was working on. I had amazing events, fashion trade shows from coast to coast, like everything was totally set up and already contracted. And I was like, hell yeah, I can chill. I am in such a good place. Like I could like date. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, obviously we were all taken a little bit by surprise. <laughs> yeah. So I think that we've all had to pivot in crazy ways that we never expected. And that has looked like, you know, teaching on Zoom, teaching Instagram live and trying to beat the music <laughs> yeah. algorithm thing that always rips your videos down and it just feeling really one sided. So that's really what it's felt like for the uh, up until when we started teaching outside. And even now when we're teaching outside, oh, uh, we're teaching silent disco. It still very much feels like, and I bet you can attest to this. Have you ever taught a silent disco? So I, I've not actually DJed a silent disco, but can you explain to me exactly how that's working? So basically everyone in the class has headphones on like us. Yeah. And I'm, it, it's like really kind of like a podcast, except with the music and we're all riding to my voice and my music, but it's not quite the same energy. And I don't know, I don't think the riders feel this way, but as the teachers, the instructors, the DJs, the whatever, having to like cultivate this, try to get this energy up, try to like make this magic happen. It's extremely taxing. Would it be fair to say you're an energy worker? Uh, maybe. I've never said that, right? but sure, I guess. I mean, I feel like you guys bring the heat. I do not want to pretend like I am an expert cycler, <laughs> cyclist. <laughs> oh my God. I have like vocab problems on the show. It's fine. I do too. <laughs> so I used to cycle when I was like a child. I, I think I thought it was trendy at like 14 and I asked for my parents to buy me shoes and I would go into this studio that was only like a five minute drive from my house. Everybody was like an adult. I loved it. I had all these like older friends and I got really good at it, but I have since struggled to be able to push myself as hard as I did yeah. as a 14 year old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, when you're younger, you're way more resilient, right? Like even, yeah. you know, it's just you think of the things you might have done in high school and college or how you would just like wake up and jump in a pool at like 4 a.m. for like swim team or whatever it is you're doing. You're like, as an adult, you're like, that is wild to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, that's insanity, you know, that's but out of control. <laughs> <laughs> How would I even get my hair wet? Like, I don't oh my know. Gosh. So, <laughs> you know, I really try to be very conscious of the words I choose because I think that the way you speak, you kind of speak into existence. And what you say, I always say your words are weighted. It's actually like a whole mini course inside mm -hmm. of my course, Wicked Fearless. But I try to say like, this is challenging instead of this is hard because challenging, I can do something with a challenge. I can step up. I can train for it. I could do this. I could reach out to a friend. I could, you know, it's a, mm -hmm. it's more of an action-based statement like that requires, okay, well, it's challenging. Now what? Versus I just feel like this is hard just ends there. It's just like, this is hard. And it's just like a sinking, like almost like a rock of yeah. just like, this is hard. And you don't feel like there's any way to push forward. But when you say this is challenging, I don't know, something in me starts to feel like, 
okay, but I have to try to beat this challenge. You know what I mean? I can't. Yeah, it's it gives you that it's a call to rise up versus just being like, this is hard. This is hard. You know, it's like when you wake up and, you know, sometimes you literally have to positive affirmation your way out of this shit. Like you do. <laughs> And people are like, how do you do it? And I'm like, sometimes I literally have to positive affirmation my way out of it. You have to find that thing or that quote or putting post-its on your mirrors or writing things on your dashboard of your car. Like you need to have all these little constant reminders because it is so challenging right now. For sure. Right now, especially and like, you know, entrepreneurship in general, being a, you know, a digital creator in general, right? That opens you up to a world of shit. I agree. I like sometimes I have to give myself a pep talk. I have looked at myself in the mirror and been like, get it together. You got this, bitch. Like, we gotta go. Okay. Nobody's got time for your attitude. Nobody's got time for that. I have literally done that as well, where I literally have to like look at myself in the mirror and psych myself up in the morning. And I just get such a kick out of people who are like, how are you, how do you do it? Or like, you know, my favorite, my favorite line is like, you've got it. You're crushing it, Matt. Like, you know, and I think that's a function. And I'm sure we can get into this about like Instagram and things like that. And I feel like I keep it pretty freaking real, but even still, it's a challenge. I think it's totally a challenge. Okay, so I want to go back with you a little. I love where this conversation is going. We're going to come back to some of this so that... No, bring it back. Yeah, I mean, people have to stay on with us the whole time if we, like, pause you on the really amazing shit you're saying. So one reason I thought it was amazing to have this conversation with you is, A, you know, we're both performers, but also... We dug up a quote where you said, I ditched my desk, quote unquote, I ditched my desk in Hollywood and traded in the red carpet perks for a pair of cycling shoes and the rest is history. I love that. What's so interesting about you to me is that you were in the advertising world. I was in the marketing world, very much on the fashion side. And then in one way or another, you and I both found our way into careers that are more of our purpose that are more wellness focused so I just wanted to know a little bit more about your journey (laughs) was yeah you know I went out to Hollywood and I did an array of things I've done music videos I've you know was an extra on a bunch of shows I thought I wanted to be an actress who knows what the hell I was chasing back then it's like you're just chasing the bright lights at that point you're young and you, you just think you're made of Teflon and the world is your oyster which it is but I got a job as an executive assistant to someone that was incredibly well-known in Hollywood and has created so many things and was just very high up there. And I ended up working at this company, which led me to another company. And I was always in this very high C-suite executive assistant role, personal assistant, where all the lines are blended. There's no hours, like you're on call 24-7. I mean, I remember having to book flights at 2 or 3 a.m. Crazy shit. Just crazy shit. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff I can't even make up. Like, I'll tell stories that we'll be out to dinner sometime and people are like, no way. And I'm like, that's that's real. That's real. (laughs) Whether you want to believe it or not, just all the things. And then I moved off of the desk and I went to an advertising agency where I was kind of like middle, middle ground. Like they hired me as an executive assistant, but then the person I was under like didn't really need an assistant. So I was like this quasi like, 
you know those roles when you're at a company where they hire you because they want you to do three people's jobs. So instead of hiring three people, they just try to make you do everything. And I was doing like finance and HR. And I was like, this is not what I'm fucking here for. And eventually there was like a massive let go and I got let go. And I remember being outside in the parking lot in my Jetta at the time. And I was just crying because I was just like, this can't fucking be it. Like this can't be it. And you know, in LA, you move there from the East Coast. I'm from Rhode Island. And, you know, I went to school in Nashville and you get out there and you're chasing this thing. And it's almost like everybody's watching you. Everybody low key wants you to kind of fail and come home with your tail between your legs. So it's, you're fighting to stay out there. You're fighting to make rent. You're doing all these odd jobs and like bartending parties with runway waiters on the weekend and like whatever it is you're doing to just get by. So I remember just being like, I, I don't know what to do now. And one of my... Thank you for sharing that, by the way. That's like a moment. You know, I have goosebumps when you're talking about that because I can feel what you went through. That was an intense, pivotal moment for you. I think that's very much something that New Yorkers struggle with, too. You know, I've seen so many girls leave that really had it, you know, or founders give up on their companies and they were so close. Yeah. And it's just how long can you keep going Yeah, it really... That's, that's, I feel like I could touch on that subject forever, but I sat down with my girlfriend. Her name is Cheryl. I worked with her at one of the last companies I worked for. I, I think she's at Media Arts Lab in LA now. She's the, the, one of the coolest people. She was always such a great friend to me. And I think being older now and looking back, you see these people in these roles throughout your life that really changed the trajectory for you. I remember her being like, Maddie, you go to yoga at like, you get up and go to Equinox at 4.30 a.m. to get down to, I believe we were in like Hermosa Beach Line, Manhattan Beach Line. By the way, I lived in West Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So it's a commute. Far, yeah. And she's like, you get up at four to work out. And then when you go home, you try to go to yoga or do something at night. And she's like, why don't you work in fitness? So I started to chase that. And eventually I got the role as assistant studio manager at SoulCycle I had worked the front desk at Equinox. I kind of had multiple contacts. So I went into that role. And eventually, I was riding up for all these different instructors. You know, master and senior instructors sometimes have different people ride their podium because they're teaching 100,000 classes a week. And people were like, Mads, 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 why don't you do this? And the long Judy Blue, I mean, the short Judy Bloom version is I auditioned for SoulCycle. I became an instructor. They sent me to Boston from LA, like LA, trained in New York. Then I was placed in Boston. And so when I say the rest is history, like it really is because I'm still here. I'm still fighting the good fight, even through COVID, post-COVID. I don't even know quasi-COVID right now because I feel like there's days I wake up and it feels kind of normal. And then I look out my window, I'm like, shit, the whole freaking world has changed. But that's like the very very uh, boxcar children version of of the story. <laughs> There's so much in what you said there. Thank yeah. you for sharing all that. I love that you're able to identify that moment where one of your friends who you trusted said to you, hello, your whole life revolves around fitness. Why on earth are you tra- chasing this other person's dream? Mm. How like how lucky are you, by the way, that somebody stopped you and knew you well enough and felt comfortable enough to say that to you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so cool. And it's so funny because I was actually listening to Ed Milet's podcast this morning with Jay Shetty. 
And he commented about oh, cool. how when you're stuck, you should consult three people, like a family member, a close friend, and a colleague, and really ask them, like, what are my skills? What am I good at? What do I bring mm-hmm. to the table from an outside perspective? Because sometimes you can't mull it over in your own brain because it's so front to lobal, like it's so in front of you that you can't even see what you're good at or what skills you bring to the table because you're so in it that it takes somebody outside of yourself to kind of like point out those things for you. I have that experience all the time. So I know exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. So it just requires you to really lean on those people that you're close with. And I know like just asking for help in general is so hard. Mm -hmm. So I think if you can just go there and you have those people that you trust, it, I mean, it can speak miles for you. I mean, nobody is where they are today because they did it themselves. I feel like Rachel Hollis always says that. She's like, I can't stand when someone's like, I just did it all myself. She's like, no, you freaking did yeah. it. Like there were so many people yeah. along the way. Like, like if I had to get up for like some kind of speech or like Oscar, I'd be like, I'm sorry, like the music's gonna roll because I have to thank thousands of people, hundreds of people that have switched my course and gave me that like one nugget of whatever I needed. And, you know, when I got let go from a certain job, how this woman talked to me and and in a positive way, I mean that in a positive way and just how there's so many people contribute to your journey. It's it's wild. For sure. One thing, it's funny too, because I've spoken a number of times on being a female in a male-dominated industry. And one thing that always comes up again is that men have helped me so many times get to where I am. And people are always so shocked to hear that. And I'm like, why would I deny them help if it was legitimate help, right? Not like a sexual advance or something, but if they actually wanted to be a friend, be a mentor, make an introduction or whatever it was, of course I, I took the help because the only way to get to the next level is really to allow people in. So kudos on you for having the courage to talk to people about who, you know, it's it's sometimes it's hard to open up and say, what do you love about me? What am I great at? What am I not great at? You know, where do you see the future of my brand going? Like, those are not easy questions to ask people. No. And I think that just touches on, I just think that our, where we are right now, people are so scared still to be vulnerable. And I think because we're in this space of like personal development and like we're reading all the books and doing all the podcasts and doing the da, da, when you're in that energy, you forget that that's not everybody. And I think that people are just scared. People are so, I mean, they're letting fear run the show and they're letting other people's opinions yep. live rent free in their head. And so, you know what? Another podcaster friend of mine said this. She's like, it's a pandemic of fear. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that was an aha moment for me. I was like, you are so right. And I have to say too, every time in COVID that you go out and you do one more little activity that was something that you were nervous about yeah. or someone else was nervous about and it rubbed off on you. For instance, right now I'm staying in a hotel and so I was nervous about it at first, right? Because mm. like Airbnb is fully booked, but most people, you know, hotels are super open. So you can yeah. get a cheap rate at a great yeah. place. Um, so there is some value there. But I was nervous. And now I've been here for over a week. I'm COVID free. I don't have a cough. Yeah. I'm fine. Nothing's going to happen to me in this hotel. But people, my mother was so nervous when I said I was moving into a hotel for a week or two during some construction. It's like fine, though. Yeah, I just think fear in general is just such a paralyzing thing. And 
if you let it just run rampant, it, it's kind of like an avalanche effect. It'll, it'll like seep into every part of your life, truly. Yes. Amen. 100%. And I think that's happening to people right now. You might be scared about COVID and scared about getting sick. And then it's increasing your fear about your future and increasing your fear about your income. And it really can bleed over into other parts of your life, like you're saying. So this is something that I wanted to hit on with you about because I know that you made an online course about you know, wicked fearless. So I want to talk to you about what wicked fearlessness really is. So can you share your top three tips on how we can do that? And obviously, if if people want to learn more, then they know where to get the info. Oh my gosh, yes. So wicked fearless, I basically... So just doing what I've done, be it soul, and I I knew in the back of my head that I am not going to ride a bike forever. And while I would love to do this forever and ever and ever... I mean, this year's really made me question everything. Do I stay? Do right. I go? Do I do I want to be a part of the solution? Do I want to keep fighting uh, the good fight with this company? I mean, there's a lot of really open-ended and really big, colossal, monumental questions circling. And for me... Hi, welcome to my world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel you. It's really like peeling... The best way, like I would say, like I, I like always make this comment about it Shrek. looks very sexual yeah, what you're you doing know? right now. Can we just do some more of that? You guys can't see this. We're doing like the chicken dance move, but I mean, but like peeling so it's a little more sexual. I mean, like peeling your layers back. It makes me feel like you have to like almost peel this. Like sounds gross, but like open up your rib cage a little bit and like let. It's like so big. Like that's the feeling to me. It's like the opening and like unfolding of all this stuff that you've maybe achieved and built and done. And it's just kind of like blowing the lid off of all of it. So for me, what has stayed constant is I always get asked the same questions, the same 10 questions over and over. Like, what do you do? How do you do this? Like the how to's, the why's, the what's, who, what, where, when, why. And so I joined a business course literally two weeks before COVID. I paid like a substantial amount of money to join this coaching course. And I was like, oh my God, now I have no income. Like, is this going to be okay? Like total moment of panic. But that course propelled me to then create my course. And she's actually in New York. Her name's Jess Glazer. She's like a great, she's an amazing business coach. And through working with her, I created Wicked Fearless. So it's basically all- So you have to give us our, I want to know- what your top three tips are. You don't have to give us all the secret sauce, but top three tips. Okay, okay. Top three tips. I mean, to be fearless, I, that that could I could go off all day. My top three tips, I 100% uh, morning routine and gratitude practice. Like, if I could hammer that into everyone, because yep. I used to think it was super hokey and, like, so silly and, like, who has the time for that? And when I actually started to do it, now it's a thing. And now it's so ingrained in what I do. It's like life would be weird without it. Yeah, I feel you. A huge thing I talk about is vulnerability. You know, everybody's like, how do you do it? How do you, how are you so authentic? Like, I want, I want to be able to build a brand and show up this way on Instagram and blah, blah. And I'm like, I was thinking about this today. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm like, you're telling me you want to build a business and show up and be authentic and do all these things, but you don't even put your face on your stories. And all Instagram is, is building no like and trust. Right. If you can make people know you, like you, and trust you, 
the rest is really just consistency. And that's another huge thing. So vulnerability, yep. authenticity, and consistency. And if you can figure those three out, you're going to be golden. So your top three tips are morning routine, gratitude practice, and vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability is not really a tip. I'm like, that's not really something you can take away. I think that what you're saying there makes sense, though, because I think when you're open and you share nine times out of 10, you get rewarded for that sharing. And then that reward prompts you to move forward and to be more fearless, to open up more, to share more. Sharing more leads you to the next partner, the next opportunity, the next podcast, whatever it is. So I think in a way that vulnerability actually does make a lot of sense for me because when you realize that you can be exactly who you fucking are Mm. and people will still like you, respect you, appreciate you, that's fearless. Yeah, that totally is. And then one big tip I have is I call it the school of life. And I don't know why people have this notion that it's like after college, you have to become your biggest teacher, your biggest champion, your biggest cheerleader, your biggest insert whatever thing there, because no one's pushing you after that, except you. You have to go out Mm -hmm. and find the coaches. You have to go out and find the therapist. You have to surround yourself with the friends that are going to make you better. Yep. Otherwise, your learning stops. I don't just wake up and I have all these beautiful nuggets and I'm ready to teach my class and I feel like I have all this great content. I am a seeker of content. Like I am a generator for the energy. Yep. Totally. I'm reading the books and doing the podcast and saying yes to weird teaching opportunities where I, the other day on Zoom, I taught a 14 year old birthday party in for girls in California and all over the country. And I said yes to that at some point a few months ago during COVID, but it's like that constant, I'm okay to mess up. I'm okay to be a beginner. And I'm just going to say yes and just dive off the cliff scared because that's a whole hell of a lot better than not diving at all. Once again, right there, your point, vulnerability. That is exactly what it is because, and then every time, here's my thing too. It's like you grow that reflex muscle, right? So every time that you do something that you're kind of like eh about and you do it and you do a good job or you fail and so you learn how to do it. So either way, then the next time you're like, oh, I fucking got this. And then the next time you're like, I fucking got this. And then when something really big comes up, sometimes I have to talk myself through it. Well, like you did all of this shit that worked out well for you. You Mm -hmm. got this because you did all of these things that you didn't want to try or you thought you were going to suck at. And it was fine. It was good. So some of that, like you build that track record of success and then that launches you into more fearlessness or ability to achieve what you're looking to achieve. Yeah, I think it also just builds courage. And I think the constantly mm-hmm. putting yourself out there is huge. And I remember I I don't get nervous teaching Soul Cycle anymore. Like that doesn't happen for me. But I used to, like when I first first started. And now it's like I could close my eyes and just, you know, whatever, soar away. For sure. I used to get nervous when I first started DJing. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember my first gig. I was going to jump out of my dress. I was so fucking scared. I think I took a shot of tequila or something. I was like, I need to calm down. Am I visibly shaking? Like, yeah. And <laughs> is this awkward? Ever since then, when I've, I mean, my goal is, you know, when I close my eyes and I think of what I really want, it, it's constantly speaking in front of people. 
and those crowds being bigger and bigger and bigger. So what I would do is I would constantly try to put myself on different panels and in different situations. And when I got really scared and nervous, instead of letting that kind of wash all over me and, you know, drag me like, like, like a dog on a leash, like, yeah, I would be like, no, 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 this is good. This is good because you being a little nervous right now, and I love this quote. It's like literally one of my favorite quotes, and I don't remember where I got it from, but it's like the butterflies in your stomach just mean you have skin in the game. And now I just think of that and I flip the script on its head when I get really scared or really anxious or really nervous. I'm like, no, this is a good thing because if you weren't scared or nervous, it wouldn't be pushing you to that next level. You just be comfortable and then you just breeze through it. You wouldn't get any growth out of it. Sure, you could deliver an awesome performance and great content and people could walk away with like so much value from what you have to say, but you will not. Okay, wow. So you're basically saying nurture your nerves because it just means that you care and you're moving to the next level, right? I love that. Yeah, I know this is, I am such like a sport quote, whatever right. person. Under Armour had something I've that was like, that the before. only way out is through. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Or else you sit out on the outside for your whole life and you're like, could I have done that? Could I have made that pivot in my career? Could I have done my own podcast? Could I have done this? And you'll never know the answer to that. And that seems like kind of a worse place. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know. That would drive me nuts. (laughs) That's the worst place you can be. And like, that's something I've heard a million times. And I don't know if it's from books or podcasts or it's just something that keeps getting mulled over. It's just like the graveyard is all the dreams that like never were gone after or all the hopes and wishes that, you know, were never acted upon or something like that. I'm, I'm butchering it, but it's out there. I know what you're talking about. Okay, so Maddie, this is amazing. Thank you so much for those tips. I am going to make a cute graphic of those and share them on Instagram so that other people can find you and can find your tips. I love that. Very wise. Can you tell us where we can find you? Tell us about your podcast. Give us all the things, girl. Yeah. So my podcast is called Mads Tads Beyond the Bike. M-A-D-D. Z. M-A-D-D-Z, T-A-D-D-Z. And a little fun fact about me, Madison Ciccone, last name Ciccone, who um, else has my last name, is Madonna Ciccone. So Mad Ciccone in every form of Maddie Ciccone, Matt, whatever, you name it, it's all taken. So like the Madonna. Yeah, the Madonna's last name is Ciccone. So oh my God, wait, every she's Madonna Italian? Fan, <laughs> yeah, Holy every Madonna shit. fan around the world has some form of that handle. And I really grappled with that. Like Mads Tads is a silly nickname from high school, but it's kind of stuck with me. Like I am Mads Tads. People will see me on the street and be like, are you Mads Tads? I'm like, I am. (laughs) People will see me on the street and they'll be like, are you DJ Rose? And I'm like, yes. Even if I'm not DJing, she's still living inside of me, just on in a closet somewhere waiting to come out. Yeah, totally. So it's just, you know, it's just one of my many personalities. So Mads Tads Beyond the Bike is the name of the podcast. You can find me really mostly uh, on Instagram. That's like, I think that's where we all hang out the most and kind of where it all goes down in the DM, but at Mads Tads. Uh, And then anything else about me, really, you can go to my website, madstads.com. But primarily I hang out on the gram. 
Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on, Maddie. This was amazing. Guys, we're also doing an episode together on Maddie's podcast. So you will have to check over there. I'm going to drop a link to her show in my show notes. So click over there, check her out, check out our other episode collab because it will be all different topics for you. And I'm sure that it will entertain you because we know how to get weird. (laughs) We know how to get weird. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Nicole. Thank you, honey. All right, girls, if you loved what you heard today, please remember to subscribe, hit five stars. We would be oh so grateful. You can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose and at Sup Babe Pod. We hope we've brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays and Wednesdays at 7 a.m. to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life. XOXO. XOXO.